Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello and welcome to the School for Small Business podcast. I cannot believe that we are here recording episode number one of what I feel is going to be a long and wonderful and amazing journey of this School for Small Business. And I am so excited to pour into you to bring you industry experts and you know, world class businesses giving you the insights of what it really takes to be successful. My name is Stacey Millard. I am a CPA and a business mentor and multi passionate entrepreneur. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and why I think I'm qualified to lead you on this journey and why thousands have trusted me to do that for them. And I'm also going to leave you today with three really important lessons that I learned on my journey to building and subsequently selling a seven-figure business. And really want to just take a moment to acknowledge that. I keep hearing these statistics that less than 1% of female-owned businesses ever get to the point where they make more than a million dollars a year in revenue. And I did it. And I think I did some things the hard way and I did some things the easy way. And I want to help you get there faster and maybe without quite as much quite as many stumbling blocks, although I may be a little unconventional because I know we all want the easy way. But I think a lot of the times that we have to experience some, you know, lessons for ourselves in order to really grasp what we're being told. Okay, let's dive into it. I mentioned my name is Stacy. I am a wife and a mom of two girls who are five and seven. And I'm from the Prairie Provinces of Canada. And my parents worked for large corporations and the government, and they sold me the idea that life could be really great, and they didn't really show me how to get there. So I took the safe route. I became an accountant. I knew that, I don't know if you ever played life, the game life as a kid, but the best job in the game of life was being the doctor, and he made $100,000 a year doing it. And that felt like, okay, this is you know, doctors, lawyers, and accountants. If I can be one of those, then that's the good life because that's the top of the game, right? This is like the top profession in this game. And if I can do that, it's going to be fantastic. So I dove into accounting and I worked for a small practice or multiple small practices. And I got to see the behind the scenes of so many small businesses. And I really bought into the idea that these small businesses really had authority over themselves. They were able to make decisions and they could test things out and try things certain ways. Some of it worked and some of it didn't, obviously, but they got to really have that ability to control their own life and their own business. And I really love that. I hit a pivotal point like many that 
are working in that kind of corporate environment when they're like, this just is not for me. I want to have some agency over my life. And so when I hit that point, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this business ownership thing. And so I started from my basement and I thought if I was really good at accounting, that was all that it was going to take to run a small business. Now, don't get me wrong. Just being good at accounting probably could have had me replacing my job. Actually, it would have had me replacing my job very easily. I could have made more money and had a little bit more ownership over my time. But I still basically would have had a job. I still would have had to work for all my money. I didn't really wouldn't have had a team to really help me. I really had to go in all in on creating a small business if I was going to have what I determined success to be. And in my world, success is making money. So you have the freedom to, you know, really scale and make a profit because that's how small businesses expand. That's how they have impact. We have to make money, pay ourselves. I wanted freedom over my time. So I did want to be able to take a vacation without having to make up every ounce of time that I lost when I was away. I wanted some control over that and I wanted to have an impact. I wanted to do better. I had an entire laundry list of how I was going to serve my employees and my customers better than the businesses I had worked for. So I started this business. I had went to business school (laughs) and I can tell you They do not teach you in business school what you need to know to run a successful small business. They teach you what you need to know to be a really good employee in a certain division in a large business. They do not teach you what it takes to run a small business. So that is why I'm here. I'm like, guys, after eight years and having real success, I want to share it with you. After seeing the behind the scenes of thousands of small businesses after 15 years of working with them... I just feel like I just have these secrets. I'm like, oh, I just want to tell everybody because what you see on social media is always the highlight reel. Even I was in these situations where I was seeing people brought up on stage and talking to, you know, our community about how well they had done and the impact they were having. And I would also know that at the end of the day, they were going to go home and struggle to make payroll. And that really wasn't my idea of success. My idea of success was, you know, that all encompassing freedom of time, money and impact. And so that's where I decided I needed to start helping more small business owners. And I kind of dove into that with the accounting firm. But the one thing that I know is that in accounting firms, you have to sign off on everything that leaves the office. You are very tied. Uh, Where other businesses, you have the freedom of hiring a lot of team to do things for you. That's not a luxury you have in accounting. And so I looked at my business one day feeling out of alignment, feeling like I knew I had so much more to deliver to people than taxes and financial statements. I was somewhat doing it, but I needed to be doing it on a larger scale to really feel alignment in my own life. And I looked at, you know, the setup of the business. I'm like, okay, how do I do that? How do I create the capacity for this? And I have to be honest, I just didn't find it. So I thought, well, I guess I'm going to have to tear it all down. And then thankfully, the little voice in the back of my head was like, don't be stupid. We're not dumb. We built this amazing business and anybody would be so grateful to have this to, you know, get to carry this on. We have customers who are really happy to be here. And let's you know, why not sell it? Have a win-win. Customers who are taken better care of by somebody who is all in, uh, somebody who wants to own the business, 
getting a win with having something pre-built for them and for me getting to have the impact so subsequently in 2021 I sold my accounting practice and now I'm all in on mentoring small businesses and I just love it so that's a little bit about me through my time owning a business we had so many ups and downs if you ever want to chat about it like I love connecting with small business owners so send me a message on Instagram. Tell me your story. You know, I love swapping stories. We had some crazy life events through those years. We had a forest fire that evacuated our town of 80,000 people. That was an incredible lesson. I've had my office completely flood and having to work through that. My dad had cancer and spent a week on life support. Some really pivotal moments. Um, My little girl was very sick at a week old. Some really pivotal moments in business that taught me a lot of lessons. And I really don't want to get into the details of those, you know, moments today, but I do want to tell you what it is that I learned. Because I think we all have those like really tough moments that kind of shape us. So here it goes. Three things. First of all, the biggest thing that I learned, and it took me a very long time to see this, was that I, as the owner, was the problem. And I would say I grasped it pretty early on. I heard the, the saying of like, the bad news is that you're the problem and the good news is that you're the solution. So, you know, you can fix it. And I think I kind of understood that. But then very quickly, it became kind of daunting. It was like, as soon as I understood I was the problem, I was like, well, how in the heck am I going to fix this? I don't know that I can really change. So my very first reaction was to think like, well, how do I just do more work? I took Brendan Burchard's high performance habits and I was like, how in the world do I get more efficient in a day? And when that didn't work, then I started trying to be happier. Maybe if I was a happier person as a leader, the business would be more efficient, you know, having the the time, money and impact kind of trifecta work out a little bit better. And, you know, my mindset and being happier, the quest for happiness, learning from people like Mel Robbins and Gabby Bernstein, uh, Jay Shetty, that worked a bit. And then as I got into that, I already also had to start getting more specific about learning about leadership and learning strategies. And the one thing about leadership that nobody tells you is that just because you're good at your job does not mean that you are going to be a good leader. And this is really important for you to keep in mind, not only about yourself, but about your team members. I say this so many times in a day. So you run a construction company just because you have somebody who knows how to work a bobcat well does not mean that they're going to be able to teach somebody else how to do it right just because I'm good at accounting doesn't mean I'm going to lead a team of bookkeepers well and that was a like the one of the biggest lessons is that leadership is a skill set and unless you work for a company like Disney for example where they have Disney Leadership Institute as a part of their business, then you're not going to walk through those kind of steps, especially if you work for a small business. Building you as a leader, usually we're building the skill, like whatever the trade of the business is, but building you as a leader just doesn't happen as often or it didn't back, you know, 10 years ago. So I got to work on building myself as a leader and everything changed. It got so much easier. well before I sold my business I was at a place where we were making good money I was able to 
take 10 weeks of holidays a year and still lead my team while still had their respect. And that was like the ultimate of like, okay, I've made it. So if you're in a place right now where you're like, my team isn't really where I want them to be, I'd encourage you to learn more about yourself as a leader and kind of dive in. One of the ways I even did that to start with was just taking, you know, the personality test, whether it's Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or your human design, the more that you learn about yourself and the ways that you can work, the ways that you work well in business and also the ways that you don't work well, you can really start creating a team that complements you to carry out the mission. So that, that was that one really big revelation of like, okay, I'm the problem. And it was interesting because this is a completely a mindset kind of problem. And often in business, I talk about mindset problems being a long term. So when I when I look at investing in fixing a mindset, I look at it as a long play. I don't make huge like one time investments. I'm not looking for like one day of a pivotal shift and I'll never be the same again. Because what I know about the brain and researching it over a number of years is that it takes rewiring takes a lot of time. So I really treat it like the long play and slow but steady, right? Integrating what we've learned. So I am the problem. I am the solution. Turned out to be true. Took me a while to get there. The next thing that I learned is that, well, first of all, there's stages of business. That's a whole nother podcast recording where you're at in those stages of business dictate like what is really important. But the lesson that I learned to get to what I called success, where I wasn't just creating a job for myself again, is that the bottom line was just as important as the top line. So I say that because oftentimes in business, we are focused on making money. We think, okay, if we hit this next level and like we bring in, you know, six figures a year, it's going to be amazing and it's all going to work out. And that's not the case. Successful business has to have profit and that doesn't happen by accident. It happens through purpose. And so the bottom line, your profit is just as important as the top line revenue. To have success, you have to look at the business as a whole, not just like, okay, our next step is always bringing in more customers. And that was interesting to me because for quite a while, I was interested, of course, of doing well for the people that we worked with, but I didn't really um, dive into it. And of course, it's funny because I'm an accountant. I don't know if I want to say this out loud. Even though I was an accountant, I didn't really want to look at my numbers. I think I thought it would be a feeling like, oh, I'll know I've made it. But it wasn't until I really started diving into my numbers and I made time for it that things got easier for me. It's like, you know, the mechanic always has the car that never gets serviced. Kind of one of those situations. Maybe a little bit of money mindset of where I just didn't really want to look at it. But it really didn't get easier until I started diving in. And here's the thing. Even when it's not about making money, it's still about making money. We think that we want to have impact. And there's some level of that with like when we say impact, we think it's an either or with either we make money or we have an impact. But that is so wrong. The two are not mutually exclusive. They are tied together because Having an impact requires us to make money. 
when good people make money, they do good things. That's a quote by one of my, he doesn't know it, but he's my mentor, Chris Harder. I love him. Very successful businessman. And it is the ultimate truth that when good people make good money, they do good things. And that's true about business that even a nonprofit has to make money in order to be there and have an impact the next day. So having a profit and having you know, making money so that you've got this, you know, the rainy day fund so that you can expand into the next product line so you can get back to your community. Those are requirements. And it would be detrimental if you put making money above all else, above employee welfare, above your customers. Absolutely. But I know you're a small business owner. And if you're in my world, you're not that type of person. So I don't think we need to be worrying about it. So making money is important. And you got to look at your numbers. That's so funny. I can't believe I was an accountant and didn't look at my numbers. So if you're in the that boat where you haven't done it up until now, don't be ashamed. It happens to, to the best of us. And you know what? It gets so much easier. It's kind of like the monster in the closet that's made out to be so big when you're not looking at it. But when you turn the light on, it's actually this little mouse in the corner. And so my encouragement to you is to dive in today. And the third lesson I want to leave you with is how important community is. Because for a long time in business, I would say I really struggled. And, you know, there's lots of psychological reasons that we want to feel in community. When you're at the top of your small business, it can feel challenging because you want to connect with people, but you can't really tell your customers the truth of, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You either can't tell your employees the truth of the good, the bad, and the ugly, or if you do, you kind of create some issues. I'm guessing that you don't have family. Most of us don't have family who are entrepreneurs that could relate. And oftentimes we don't necessarily have friends in business. So it is our duty to go out and make those connections. And if you don't have them, you can find them in so many different ways, whether it's listening to a podcast so that you can hear things that make you feel more like, oh, yeah, they went through that too. Or getting into a room, whether maybe it's like a chamber luncheon where you get to meet other entrepreneurs or a mastermind, but getting into rooms with other business owners is an absolute must. And I know I said I was going to leave you with three, but I'm going to leave you with a fourth bonus one. My business really took like a level of hyper growth when I stopped seeing myself as the business. So up until this point, up until a point, I said like I am the business. Literally, my name was on the wall. So I am the business. I played every role. I cleaned the toilets. I you know, did the highest level leader stuff and everything in between I filled in where necessary. And I saved the day constantly. Whenever something went wrong, I I fixed it because I was dedicated to the business. And I was so in it that I couldn't see that those habits that I was creating and the way that I was acting really was keeping me stuck there. And when I was able to kind of get past that, number one, I was able to look at the business more from the outside in and make really good judgment calls on what we should do next, make right decisions. I stopped getting burnt out from doing it all. My team was trusted more by my my customers and my clients because I empowered them. Instead of me wearing the cape and saving the day, I made them the hero. And even though I had been scared that 
perhaps if I wasn't the hero that my business wouldn't need me, it actually needed me even more, but in different ways. I was still, you know, the heart of the business, but I was no longer having to do all the small things. And business got so much easier and skyrocketed. So being able to kind of remove yourself from being so in the business is crucial. It's only going to happen at a certain point. If you're on day one listening to this, you're not ready for this yet. A business owner that I talked to recently, we kind of described it as like having to, you know, grow up. It's almost like, you know, who am I going to be if the business doesn't need me? And what I can tell you is the business absolutely needs you, but there's almost an ego death that comes with it and it's hard to go through and you are not there at the start of business. That is not who you, to start a business, that is not how you think. That's not how you're going to be successful. You need to be all in, but there does come a time where like that next level of success requires this. So if you're in that stage of like things are really hard, maybe this is an avenue for you to explore. How are you making your business need you and what could you be doing that if you freed up some capacity using your team and kind of removing yourself from the business day to day a little bit, how do you think your business could benefit from you showing up now as that CEO wearing that CEO hat instead of the small business owner hat? All right. Gave you four kind of really important lessons. I know. I just, I love talking to you guys. So please send me a message on social media. Tell me if you relate to any of those four items, if they hit you. I'd love to hear about it. And I'd also really love it if you'd share this podcast with another small business. I said I'm obsessed with seeing small businesses succeed. I've got big goals of really turning it around for so many and helping them hit their goals. And we can only do that if more small businesses know about this podcast and what we offer. So please go ahead and share with a friend, tag us on social media. I cannot wait to bring you episode number two next week. Tune in. I know you're going to love it. Have an amazing day.